Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast, where every week I keep you updated on the latest trends and how-tos in coworking. I owned and operated co-working spaces for eight years and then served as the executive director of the Global Workspace Association for five years. And today I work with hundreds of operators and community managers every month, allowing me to bring you thought-provoking operator case studies and inspirational interviews with industry thought leaders to help you confidently stay on top of what's important and what you can apply to your own role in the co-working industry. Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast. This is your host, Jamie Russo. Happy New Year. This is the first intro that I'm recording in 2023. Kind of crazy. My daughter had the week after New Year's off from school, which is very disruptive for the working parents. So just officially getting back to it and super pumped to be back in the routine and leading off with this podcast from Dorothy Rogers Bullis and Dan Bullis. Dorothy and Dan live in Saratoga Springs, which is in upstate New York. And you know how I feel about upstate New York. High five, fist bump, whatever. I got to visit Dorothy and Dan over the summer when I was visiting my family, along with a couple of other co-working space operators, which was awesome. And got to spend a little time with them. I love their story. Dorothy has been in our flight group program for years. I'm not sure if we went back to what conference. We met at a GWA conference. I think she was a podcast listener. And she and Dan were just like me, loyally going into the gym to work out every morning. And that would have been when I was emceeing and in charge of the conferences. So I'm sure I had a lot going on, but I remember meeting them in the elevator or something. And we just kind of connected and Dorothy joined our then flight group program, which is now our academy program. So I get to hang out with her once a month and it was awesome to get to hang out with them live. So a few things that I love about their story. So they're in a fairly a reasonably small market. Saratoga Springs has gone through kind of an evolution over the years, certainly since they've been there. Skidmore College is there. It's about 28,000 people, and they get a lot of summer tourism because there's a racetrack there, a horse racing track. I'm trying to think of what it's called. Anyway, rabbit hole. Here's what I love about their story. So they had some trepidation about whether or not it was going to work. So they also run another business called DRB Interiors. And so they're like entrepreneurs through and through. And they do a lot of commercial work. They do colleges. They do hospitality. They, of course, do office space. And so they just kind of had this inkling that this model was the right way to go. But this was years ago when co-working was fairly new. And they tell a pretty funny story about having to talk their bankers into supporting their loan to buy the building and do co-working. So they bought their first building. I think I'm getting this right. They lease a separate building, which is right on Main Street. It's an awesome little location. And then they bought their third building. So they have three locations in what we would call like a pretty small market. And so they're proof that that multiple locations, if they're the right product market fit, can work. And so I love that. It's also a great indicator that there's no one-size-fits-all model. 
their three locations are all slightly different and unique to the building and also unique to their evolution over time. So when you run a business, you're going to learn a lot from the first one to the second one to the third one. And you should catch this one on YouTube. If you haven't followed us on YouTube, they give us a little tour of the third location and the system that they're using to build out the space. And it's not just a wall system. They did their kitchen with it. It's super cool. It's called Falk Built. They are wildly excited about the system. And we talk about all the reasons they love it. And they kind of walk us through the the space. So if you haven't found us on YouTube or if you're a YouTube watcher, you'll get to check it out. Just search for everything co-working on YouTube. And I think we'll be the only ones that come up. I also really like that they run two separate businesses. So they have three co-working locations and they run this interior businesses. So two pretty significant businesses and they make it happen. They're both super active. They're runners. They love the outdoors. They have grown kids. You know, so they have some balance in their life, some things that they love to do outside of the office. But I often think some people think they're going to go kind of all in on being co-working space operators. And that doesn't, you know, make sense for everyone. It depends on what your financial goals are. So I love that they're doing both. And I always love it when they are, when we see operators building wealth through owning the asset. So Dorothy sat uh, as an expert panelist. We run a How I Did This series and it was probably October. Our Academy folks have access to the recordings. We did a panel with several folks who own buildings and operate their co-working spaces out of those buildings. And I hope I did that because I think it's really inspiring and it's such an economically positive model if you can talk your bankers into doing a building. And speaking of the How I Did This series, we have our next How I Did This session coming up on January 19th. How I Did This started a podcast that benefited my co-working space. We have three expert panelists. One of them is another upstate New Yorker, Christy Alexander, founder of WorkSmart Coworking and Meeting Space. She is host of the Just Off the Glen podcast. And Kim Lee, founder of Forge and host of the Building Birmingham Together podcast, Birmingham, Alabama. And Rachel Myers, founder of the Collective Co. South Shore and host of the Collective Co. podcast. So they're going to share with us how starting a co-working space, sorry, starting a podcast can benefit your co-working space. What goes into starting a podcast? How hard is it? What equipment do you need? And podcast themes that are relevant to a co-working space and that are working for these folks. So you can go to everythingcoworking.com forward slash HIDT for how I did this. We also inserted a little link. If you scroll up on your show notes, you'll see a resources section and it is the first link. So if you're, that works on Apple Podcasts anyway, you can register right from your phone and join us live on the 19th. And again, our Academy members get access to the recordings. We would love to see you there. Okay, without further ado, here is my conversation with Dorothy and Dan. Well, then I want to have some of it on video so that we can. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. There. Will, will you do the contrast to the sheetrock? I think sure. it's so interesting to see both. They just yeah. look so modern and they're so. What's the cost comparison? Well, so Ish. the cost comparison is. And there's the sheetrock. If you just did regular sheetrock like this. Yep. This is obviously more expensive. But if you were doing glass walls, the glass walls that we sell at Falk are the same as any other glass wall, we're probably probably more competitive. 
when you start adding in the fuck built skins and those walls and you're just talking sheetrock to the fuck built wall it's uh we're more expensive but we'll keep walking we'll show you more when you take into the account you can take these down yeah so you can demount this jamie you can take this whole office down and change them make it bigger wider so as you know when you want to make a change on drywall yeah knock the wall down and you throw it in the garbage I know. Yeah. Yes. And it's a big now. mess and dust yeah. and all so, the things. So here, here's like a little reception area, right? Yeah. Oh, I love those chairs too. Oh, thanks. So those put, are fun. But look, so here, this is called a fuck. These skins, it's another term for sh- quote sheetrock. So you pop out that panel. See it? Yep. And then you can replace it with something that's even faux marble, faux wood. Wow. Right yeah. There. You can write on that one in particular. Oh, yeah. Okay. Any any logo on these, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool. Super flexible. Yeah. Right. And I can take a TV set, put it right in the wall. And Just insert it. Okay. Insert it so it doesn't stick out. Down below, all the wiring goes in behind the panel. So yeah. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable, you know, but it's the same as any other wall line. Wall lines aren't necessarily cheaper than sheetrock, but here you'd have to take all this down. Yep. Get rid of it. It's a huge yep. waste. It's, yep. You know, this is sustainable. You yep. own it. You know, you own it. You own all the parts and pieces like you were owning, like an erector set when you're, when you were younger, you know, you own all those parts and pieces and then you can change out, manipulate it, make it bigger, smaller, larger. And it doesn't have to be white and gray, but it just so happens that's, you know, what we chose. I chose yep. white and gray, right? So everything there's Risley. <laughs> so yeah so we'll walk into back into our conference okay. room which is super Wait, fun you is know it permitted is it permitted like or does it need a permit or is it furniture uh that depends on what you're doing with it if if it um if you're not changing anything to the to the facility then um you don't have to it depends on the area like yeah. we we didn't have to do that it's prefab construction so what happens is is that I order this with all the electric, all the data set up. It's all set yep. up. I get it in and you basically click these pieces right in and the electric is attached to it. So let me just show you this. Okay. <laughs> so you're sort of pre-specking what you need for. Right. So like we have our data box. Yep. And electric. Yep. That's all. That's all set. Got it. You go in, you click in the, the uh, horizontal piece, and it basically clicks right in. Wow. And then this thing goes right on, and it fits perfect. Okay. So, and you just pulled the, wow. Yeah. And so, when you're putting this thing together, it all goes together. Everything has a barcode. Every single piece has a barcode. So, you come into the site, and... You know exactly where everything goes. You lay out the frame, and each office gets the frame laid out. The guys come in, they do two cuts to every office. That's the base and the upper. And then everything else goes in. There's no more cutting. There's You just put it in. So what's interesting about this product, Falkbuilt, we use technology and construction. So instead of guessing and remeasuring and yeah. taking the wood in and taking the wood out and cutting back and forth, I mean, the time saved is endless right so you have less trades in here you don't have painters or sheet rockers or tapers there's no sanding there's really no sound you know it's just everything comes in on one flat 
panel wrapped in plastic and that's it. There's no boxes. There's no waste. It's crazy. It was crazy. And how clean it is. (laughs) Who does the install? Is it a special, like, can it be a local team or do the, is it somebody specially trained? So I used my install guys, my furniture install guys. Okay. And they they had never seen the wall system before. Okay. And, you know, I did that deliberately because we're the guinea pigs. I wanted to see how it was going to go. Wanted the, yep. And um, they loved it. They absolutely loved it. And these guys had put up other wall systems before, but they had never seen this. And they said it was one of the easiest systems that they've ever been. It's crazy, Jamie. I know. Well, that's why I wanted to see it because, Dorothy, I can tell you, like, just love it. Oh my gosh, it is so crazy. I mean, the world of construction is changing. First of all, you can't find any labor anyway, right? Right, yep. So this helps with the labor issue, right? There's no delays. There's no waiting for ceilings to go in or carpet to go in. There's no waiting for that painter who got pissed off because everything was delayed and won't come back for, you know, three I just had that. I just had that today. We are getting some painting done and the painter called me and he was so mad. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what's going on? How can I help? He's like, the place is a mess, the contractor, you know, this and that, and it's dirty and like on and on. And he's like, and you know, if I can't get in there today, then it's weeks. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it's crazy. This is the craziest thing that we've gotten into. It is so fun because, you know, the furniture world is fun, but it's basically lipstick at the end, right? It's like the kitchen counter at the end, you know, it's done, right? The construction end is on the front end. And you know, we're able to help people in remarkable ways, you know, and it's sustainable and you yeah. own it. So yep. what so, other product does that? So here's the really cool thing is that an architect can lay out your space based on what you want. And we can take their Revit file, put it in our system, which is Revit based and spit out the exact same thing that you want. Now that's not normally what happens in construction. So, yeah. you know, it's just a new way of doing things. And not only does it give you an incredible end result, it's they've made it so easy to do from for every step that it's foolish not to look at it at least. Yeah. Now, is it more money than drywall? Yes. But once you add everything into it, if you're really trying to do a nice space, if you're really trying to attract people into a space, this is the way to go. My it's space really- is rented. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. And it, I mean, I love the aesthetic. So for me, the versus the drywall, it's like no question. Do you, have you had people come in who prefer the drywall? No. No. Yeah. (laughs) I can take you around. There's no drywall offices. Well, actually there's two that are full. We filled those before we even had the walls up. Right. So that that might have to be like how you do it for the the next location. Fill the drywall first. And then- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what's interesting as far as co-working goes? So I was thinking about this in preparation for this meeting. You know, if you have co-working owners that are in a leased space, yeah. this is perfect for them because they then have almost leverage over the property owner because they own these walls. So when they leave, you know, they could take them with them if they choose. Yeah. Well, and then well, the, threat, the threat to leave is is more real because mm-hmm. if you've built out, you know, a fairly dense office build out, your threat to, you know, you got to rebuild the entire thing in the next location. And so 
cost uh, prohibitive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, so that's a, that's a great point for selling this product to co-working businesses. You know, Dan, back to your point about, you know, the cost comparison. I'm also just hearing you guys like you installed it and you moved on. Yes. And, and you know, the time that you spend dealing with things that go wrong and the painter that's mad and the, you know, you lose a lot of time in your business that way. And Very so good. that's a huge, you have to assign some value to that too, right? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you already have people in the space, like you could have moved in your drywall people and then put the walls up and you're still have revenue from the drywall group. So the drywall was pre-existing. Is that right? And yes. then everything exactly. else just you added around right. it. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. But it's also yep. a great way to write, take a second gen space that has some pre-existing space that you want to yep. keep and then yep. just kind of easily build around it. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, all of the the trades I had, I had two, two different trades. I had my install guys for furniture. And I had a basically a jack of all trades. Took the electrical. He's an electrician too, but he installed the electric. We ran the electric up to the top into the ceiling, and then he took the wires and hooked it up, and it was yeah. done. That was it. No yeah. other trades. Nothing like yeah. no plumbers, no sheetrockers, right. <laughs> no carpenters. No, it right. was crazy, yep. Jamie. Yeah. But this is the way it's going. This is the way the world is yeah. going. It's yep. it's offsite. Yeah. No, and the sustainability um, piece is huge. Yeah. And I'm sure you have other clients who really prioritize that as well, I would guess. Oh, yeah. You do. Yes, we do. Yeah. Bigger companies who like, you know, the whole ESG is just a priority. And so they're going to start mm-hmm. building that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so it feels good, I'm sure, to be part of that solution. Yeah, it does definitely. feel good. And it's not just co-working spaces that are using this. I yeah. mean, it's. It's hospitals. Well, that's, that's what I was thinking about. Some of your other clients, like healthcare and, healthcare and institutions were like, yeah, we do a lot of building and they need to do it better. Cleaner. Mm-hmm. Cleaner. Faster. Yeah. Fast. All the things. Yep. Yeah. And they want their environmental impact to be lower. You can clean these walls with bleach. Oh, interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the health, so, so it works really well for a healthcare setting too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they love it. Yeah. But, you know, big companies like Chase Manhattan, they've standardized on Falkbelt system walls, which is crazy, wow. right? I mean, all over the world. Then it's, I mean, not to name drop, but there's huge companies. There's Nike, there's Coca-Cola, there's Bank of America. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And people are just finally seeing how important this material is because you're not wasting anything. Yeah, yep. You know, the values are so much more than the, than the negatives, you know? Yeah. Okay, so if you wanted to rearrange, you have your install guy come back. Does the electrician have to come back, or like how practical is it to adjust? Okay, so let's say that you wanted to take it all down and move it somewhere else. You would uh, bring, you would first redesign the new location, and then you would come back and we. All of this is documented. It's inventory. Right. So we know okay. how, so how many lengths. Your, right. right. All the like inventory is and in what year. Okay. Right. Like I'm working with a customer right now that is very interested in this product specifically because he can take it down and move it. It's a really fast growing company and he's, you know, in a smaller space now and he wants to take it and move it to the next space. So we're kind of deciding on heights and sizes of walls so that when he does that and offices, so when he does it, it just boom, move the next, move those 20 over and then keep moving. You would use the same guys. You'd need an electrician and you'd need an install company for 
furniture or, you know, you can use. You can use finished carpenters. Yeah, Sometimes carpenters they're are, really good, Absolutely. you know, yeah. but that's it. You don't need any other trade. Yeah, that's wild. So you would just build when you're moving. You just kind of add to the system that's already there. And it's you can lay it out because you have the barcodes. And so you know what you're missing. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's all there. And the factory would take all that information and say, OK, this is the new space. This is what you need to make that space. To add to your old right. inventory. Right. right. Yeah. To your point, like the technology, you know, Dorothy said it earlier. I mean, it's super smart. It's really and it's running the show. The technology is totally running the game. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Hi, this is Josh Freed, CEO of Proximity. When we started Proximity, we did it for one reason. We didn't like how hard it was to run our co-working spaces. At first, we tried testing different space management software on the market. And look, we found that we had to use multiple software solutions. Then we spent way too much time trying to sync them all together. And then we spent even more time training our staff and worse yet, our members on how to use this overcomplicated solution. We ended up going circles attempting to manage our software instead of letting software do what it's supposed to, which is help run our business. Our members were frustrated. We were frustrated. We just didn't think it should be so hard to operate a co-working space. So we built our own solution to make co-working spaces easier to manage, all packaged up in one easy-to-use platform. Refined by feedback from hundreds of co-working spaces over the last five years, Proximity software is simple for operators and best of all members, and it is backed by our award-winning U.S.-based customer support team. It's time to stop settling for overcomplicated software. Get software that was actually purpose-built for co-working by co-working space operators. See for yourself. Our team is available to chat with everything co-working podcast listeners, and you can schedule your call today at proximity.space forward slash Jamie. Wait, let's back up and talk about, you know, give us the intro. Partners in Saratoga Coworks and DRB Business Interiors. Tell us about, yeah, tell us about you and your businesses. Well, we got into co-working just by chance. You know, we bought a building in downtown Saratoga Springs, New York, and we had been in the furniture world for years before that. Bought this building and it was an original Skidmore College, a small liberal arts college building in downtown Saratoga. It had lots of little nooks and crannies and people had heard that we bought the building. And a lot of entrepreneurs had reached out to Dan and I and said, hey, is there a little office we could rent? And at the time we were in the furniture world and (laughs) and we were a new landlord. Right. So we, Dan and I didn't yeah. really agree on it. All of it was very new. To <laughs> it was all very new. And I didn't want anything to do with it. I have to tell you. Oh, interesting. I okay. I was like, you know what? That's no, the answer was no. <laughs> they want a five-year lease and take the whole downstairs or whatever. I don't care, but I don't want to talk about anything else. So we had a little bit of a, we were, we were at an impasse that weekend. So we tell everyone over a bottle of wine or two, we decided we would discuss it over the weekend. And, you know, as small business owners and entrepreneurs, we weighed the, you know, the pros and the cons, the features and benefits. But what really came down to it, Jamie, was the fact that we had been there. We knew how difficult it was to start right. a business. Yeah. We knew that you had to put your first month's rent down, your last month's rent down. We had to do triple net. We had to have a personal guarantee, which we did. We leveraged our house. And then you got to work on your business, right? So instead of working on your business from the get-go, right? So we said, you know what? Let's just give it a year. So Dan and I agreed. Dorothy won for the short term. (laughs) She won, but for for six months, for six months, she was losing. 
anybody. You know, we're a city. We're, this is a 26,000 people city. It's not that winter. big. No, it's small. Right. In the summer, it gets about 100,000. Yeah. But. So but we knew just we just knew how hard it was for yeah. small businesses. And that's what makes this country yeah. great. All yep. these small businesses, right? That have a backbone and have chutzpah to start businesses, right? So I we wanted to be kind of part of that. So now um, we did that in 2014, and now it's almost 2023. So it's just me. Nobody knew what co-working was. Right, especially not in Saratoga, it. right? <laughs> no, and you know the story. The bankers didn't even know it. They were like, yeah. we don't get it. Why are you doing this, right? So now there's quite a few other co-working spaces in, up in this area. But, you know, we like to say that we started the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, what was interesting was when the bankers got involved because we wanted to do another location because they knew that our first business was doing well. So but they didn't understand what it was at all. They were very, very curious. And so we, we took them out of their, their little box there, or their bank, and we took them to a tour and we showed them what we did. All seven of them. They yeah. walked across the you know, street. Their, their black suits and ties, you know, <laughs> they come walking in and they're looking in the building and they go, you mean somebody just rents that small office? I said, yeah, that guy's a, a marketing company. He has 45 employees across the United States and he runs it all out of that space right there. And they're like, now I get it. <laughs> and then we went, boom. So Lights went off and it was great. And they, yes, we got the loan. So yes, that's <laughs> So that was our second location. And then this is our third. So it's exciting. It really is. I feel like this third space went so fast because when I was visiting you this summer, I think yeah. we drove by it. And yeah. I mean, drove by I yeah, drove by it. Yeah. 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 Yes. So we did all that. So we closed on the property, I think in April or May, mm -hmm. and it needed some cleaning. Trust me, this was a funky building. Everything was red and white checked. Not at all my taste. <laughs> Not so the been... beautiful, like, low-key <laughs> tone that no. we right. see in the background now. But this yeah. is it. I mean, it's crazy how fast it went up. And we can you can do kitchens with this. You can do bank lobbies. You can do sports stadiums and arenas and hotels. Wow. And you can do every single thing right now except residential interior walls right now. And that's because of the fire rating. Yeah. But that's... Gonna happen. That's going to happen. But uh, Mogan's the owner of the company, Mogan Smith. He brings up a story. I just think this happened a year ago. It was Chase Manhattan Bank. Yep. Right? Yep. Chase Manhattan Bank needed to do the interiors. It was in Washington, D.C. They needed to do the lobby, the lobby of this building because they had Condi Light Rice coming in. They had all these people <laughs> coming in. And they couldn't get their marble. The marble was on oh. a container ship. Yeah. So he had four weeks to do this. Oh the God, owner right. called and said, I don't know if we can do this, but what do you think we can do? Because I understand you have a faux marble look. And it looks awesome. Buddy. Sure enough. Got it in. Got it all done. Put it up. It was, it was four weeks. Four weeks. You got it installed in four weeks. And we're talking, I'm not talking about 12 foot high. We're talking 50 feet high, this, this lobby. And that was last October. And guess what? The marble just arrived. Oh my God. <laughs> a year Nobody late. Stopped the marble. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. But also, so that's a good point. I mean, that's a, a great story, but also for businesses that need to start generating revenue, like your space. 
I mean, that's just the other kind of cost benefit I'm thinking about is like you put it up and then you started generating revenue versus waiting for construction because you could yes. easily still be doing construction. We kind of talked about that earlier, but it's just, you know, oh, just so reminded great. me again. It's so true. You know, if you compare like business people do, you know, this will be more, but in the end, it'll be less because you're right. going to be getting rent. Right. You have cash flow faster. quickly. Yep. Right. I mean, Jamie, yeah. we rented the space before we even started construction. We had people in the space while we did construction. That's how right, easy it was. Because that's the other thing is, you know, that it's only going to take X number of weeks versus like, well, we're starting construction. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Yeah. it'll be on time, but probably not. And we don't, we don't know how, how far off it'll be. So no, we and it's <laughs> it's relatively quiet. Like yeah. putting this up is relative, yeah. relatively quiet. It really is. It's fast. This it can be noisy. It too. can be, <laughs> but right, it's fast. The noisy part is go, goes by quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Saratoga is twenty thousand people, not in the summer, and now wait, do you still have all three locations? I'm trying to remember. Is the first sure. location? They're all still still going. So mm-hmm. talk about. Like, what is it that that is driving that? Like, first six months, Dan thought he was winning, and now Dorothy's clearly won. Yes, yes. <laughs> Many years later, yes. third right. location, right. and this one is ten thousand feet. Is that right? Uh, this area up here is five thousand. Then okay, we have another two five hundred downstairs. Okay, we're going to be fitting out, fitting yep. out, right? And then there's a we have a a deli down below I know, as I well. I love the deli. Who doesn't want a deli downstairs? Oh, oh, it's, oh it's great, it's phenomenal, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, so what was the question? Oh, so we are Toga supporting. Yeah. I mean, I'm just curious okay, so about, that the, you know, the community is now, you know, supporting three locations, obviously. Yeah. What's changed or what's evolved? I think the main thing that we do that's different than a lot of spaces in this area, at least, is we spend a lot of time making the space fantastic as opposed to, okay, just throw it up and, you know, think of it as more of a commodity. It's not. It's, you know, people have a choice. They can work from home or they can go to a co-works. And if they find a really nice co-works where they can get a lot done, that's where they're going to go. See, and- we come, I'm sorry to interrupt. We come from the other side of this too. You know, we have a commercial furniture and design business. So we right. know how to make spaces yeah. awesome. We know how to make people productive in their space, right? That floor to ceiling, you know, that's important for a lot of businesses. They want to have quiet. They don't want to hear someone else's conversation. So, you know, trends have changed. You have to keep up with that. You know, this space here is perfect for those that want quiet, right? You can hear a little muffling in the background, but you hear that between walls at home and even in downtown offices in in New York City, you know. And especially through drywall. And through drywall, yeah. Especially through drywall, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> our, our SDC rating is a 42, and that's with no added um, acoustics. If we add more acoustics to it, we can get it up to 55. And we translate what's well, good. Well, regular sheetrock is, is about 37, 38. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're 42, and even the glass is 42 because we use an acrylic on the glass that's sound deadening. So hmm. um, it's wow. a really. Uh, really nice feature to our co-working space. Now people have more privacy than they would in any other space. In terms of visual, can you frost the front? Yes. We're going to opaque 
like you saw the other space since yeah. October. We're going to opaque it so you see, you know, so basically you don't see any of the desk, desking. Not that you can read off a desk from a hallway, but it just helps. It's just another added layer of comfort. And yeah. that would be my only other vendor that I would have in here. You know, I can't do that. You know, that's a special. Yeah talent that comes in and does the yeah, but easy i mean that's yeah. Yeah, simple and right that's no sound no mess no yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah. yep yeah. yeah so that's to answer your question i think that's what has made us pretty premier in the market is because we have spectacular space we design it well we keep it super clean and you know we treat our our members um like guests you know they're they they are guests Yep. You know, and you have great locations, like physical in terms of maybe where they're located. I don't know. I would love to be in your downtown, <laughs> you know, the little like right on the main street. On Broadway. Yeah. yeah. Above the patisserie. Yes. Everyone mm-hmm. loves that. That space. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I got a, cr- wait, did I get a chocolate? Yes, you did. <laughs> yes. I got- <laughs> After we went on a nice long walk, I got my chocolate <laughs> croissant and, and, and coffee for the road. London. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. So yeah, we're looking for another location, but to be honest, our model is not the second floor of a, you know, down an office complex. Yeah. That's not our model. You know, we like to repurpose buildings. We really do. Don't give me something brand new. I mean, never say never, but you know, our model is repurposing and taking that ugly duck and making it a beautiful swan. Hey, I just wanted to jump in really quickly before we continue with our discussion. If you're working on opening a co-working space, I want to invite you to join me for my free masterclass, three behind the scenes secrets to opening a co-working space. If you're working on opening a co-working space, I want to share the three decisions that I've seen successful operators make when they're creating their co-working business. The masterclass is totally free. It's about an hour and includes some Q&A. If you'd like to join me, you can register at everythingcoworking.com forward slash masterclass. If you already have a co-working space, I want to make sure you know about Community Manager University. Community Manager University is a training and development platform for community managers, and it can be for owner operators. It has content training, resources, templates from day one to general manager. The platform includes many courses that cover the major buckets of the community manager role from community management, operations, sales and marketing, finance, and leadership. The content is laid out in a graduated learning path. So the community manager can identify what content is most relevant to them depending on their experience and kind of jump in from there. We provide a live brand new training every single month for the community manager group. We also host a live Q&A call every single month so that the community managers can work through any challenges that they're having or opportunities, get ideas from other community managers, build their own peer network. We also have a private Slack group for the group. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go to everythingcoworking.com forward slash community manager. Yeah, well, it's your superpower. So it's fun to do. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So this is the second building you own. The Broadway is a lease. Is that right? That's yeah. True. That's right. Yeah. 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 He won't sell it. We tried. Yeah. Oh. We tried multiple times. Nope. Mm-mm. But he wants us to do another, landlord wants us to do another space for him in another area. In another town. And uh, not this town. 
we're considering it, but it's really not our model. So we're probably not going to do it. But uh, you never know. Yeah, he may come down. Yeah, it's the you price. It's, it's, it's the rest that he wants from us. Oh, you know? he might come yeah. down. Let's give him a little time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Huh? Yeah, if the numbers don't work, it's a simple math equation. If it right. doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. There's no so, way to make it. I'm curious about the bankers because I actually had, I get questions about this all the time. Mm. It sounds like you guys have had relationships with your bankers and they got it. Is it a local? I'm assuming it's a local Mm -hmm. bank. Like Mm -hmm. you bought the building, they know you're going to do co-working in at least part of it. Is Mm -hmm. that an issue for them or? Well, well, we had the deli, you know, downstairs. So that kind of like helped. A mm-hmm. lot. Oh, to get the building. To get the building, right? Yep. And then, as far as putting the co-working space in, they were pretty. They're good this time, but <laughs> you know, our bank is a local bank. You know, you get a loan with them, it's like getting into Harvard. <laughs> you know, it's like wow, you did. You got a loan from them because they're so strict on so many things. But well, yeah. we had to give them our second child, but that was right. Okay. But, you know. <laughs> Bygones. <laughs> he was acting up anyway. That's right. Um, uh, but no, yeah. um, it is a local bank. They are very um, conservative. Very conservative. So they're conservative. Okay. It might be easier or maybe not easier with maybe bigger banks. I don't know. I think probably not. I just was, you know, wow. curious because I think the bigger banks really probably most success I hear are local banks, but okay. usually maybe not so conservative, like local banks that have some sort of mission, you know, to support the community and to lend. So So let me, let me tell you what I said to the seven bankers in our co-working space on Broadway. If you can visualize it, they were all standing around that big, long table that I have there. And the guy said to Dan, why, why would you do this? This just seems like a lot of work. And I said, okay, I'm going to (laughs) answer. We want everyone in our co-working spaces to become so successful that they go to you for a loan for something. Exactly. That's what I thought when Dan was pointing out the marketing guy, I thought, oh, they want his business, right? If he's going to grow, you know, so like, right. Don't they want, they, they want that's that. When it, happening. That's yeah. when it clicked. He's like, okay, yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. You know, right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Okay. Can you talk about, you guys are sort of multi-passionate entrepreneurs, interior business, co-working, operating business, and real estate owners. Yeah. Can you talk about sort of, I, I, there's, I love a lot of things about your stories. I think sometimes people think sort of narrowly about starting an operating business and signing a lease, and that's, you know, what they're going to do. And I love you guys have another business, you're building wealth, you're owning the building, and you've got this second operating business. I don't know, share, you know, your perspective on maybe why and is it, you know, manageable, you do it together, which is also, you know, interesting. And you wow, need. there are a lot of questions. Okay, <laughs> I so, know, sorry. So the one I'll thing that I, I go back to is my father would always say, and my parents were big entrepreneurs, right? My father would always say, you know, the businesses that you don't think are really making it are really making it like the porta potties, right? So don't think oh about all the glamorous <laughs> yeah. businesses, right? There were certain things we didn't want to get into food. Like we don't know food. We <gasps> right. don't understand it. And we like to eat it. And we like to yeah. eat. Right. So there are a few things that we really don't want to get into, but what we've gotten into is things that we're passionate about and things that we have found a need for. So this Falk built wall system, 
came organically. We needed to find a, a solution to the problem that we were having. Right. So we were we were building this. We were buying this building, and we were actively looking for just a wall system, a glass wall system. That's all we were looking for. And we came across by asking different manufacturers of different products about this kind of thing. They said, oh, you should talk to Falkbuilt. And so we did. And that's how we got into the Falkbuilt wall system, which is also perfect for our design and construction commercial furniture business. That all works well together. I think we are are doing okay. I mean, tomorrow we could lose everything. You got to understand that. And that's kind of, you know, we're just dealing, you just, you just deal with it, right? You just, you got to learn to live with it. That's an entrepreneur, right? But I think if you stay within kind of the wheelhouse of things that go together, yeah, you're probably better off than if you decided to do like a one-off, like buy a marina or something. Like that's not going to work for us because we'd always be on the lake and not right. here. I, I would be in the lake. No, but uh, Falkbilt is uh, an example. We were looking for one thing and we got something unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And a Falkbilt branch were the Northern New York Falkbilt branch okay. for Falkbilt. And that's all of New York state, and, but wow. we can sell anywhere. So we can, we could sell to any, anybody, anywhere, as long as we had a relationship with that right. client or that co-working space or whatever. But we do believe in this. I mean, we went all the way out to Calgary and we, I personally actually put a wall up, believe we, it or not. You only swore one. I, I used one cuss word. <laughs> that was it. I was very impressed. Because <laughs> they I'm, snap together. It's super cool. It's like Legos, but metal. Yeah. And these skins. It's really cool. Wait, so that's, so that's how we got into all of our businesses. That's how we did it. It's just organically. And, you know, we've been together, as you know, a hundred years. Right. So that's how you do the math different if you work together as well. Right. And live together. It's like dog years. Yeah. <laughs> together oh, years. that would be more. Actually- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the multiplier is higher. Totally. So the space will also serve as a showroom. Is that right mm-hmm. for your clients? Yeah. Oh yeah, we've had multiple contractors come in. Everybody that signs a lease with us says that they understand we can come in and and show the space. But yeah, I mean, we have contractors coming in. They're like looking at these walls, and they're shocked. They're like, "Wow, you're doing all this, and it's prefab." Because everybody's having the same problem in the construction business. Yeah, getting materials. They can't get anybody to work. Yeah. yeah, they can't find any labor, and then everything shuts down. If yep. we, when we sell massive jobs, I can bring labor in from Canada, from the corporate office. And well, we the, uh, it can be American labor too. It can be American labor We're too. Oh yeah. We, we have big sections of headquarters through around the country here in the United States. And I can bring, we can bring these people in and put everything up super fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like the painter who was mad this morning. He's like, I just sent my four guys home and now they don't have work today. And you know, there's a lot of, it's challenging for the whole system when it's not predictable. Exactly. Exactly. But again, it's technology and construction together. You know, the prefab world has changed dramatically from those Sears home kits back in the (laughs) fifties. I mean, it's so different. This is engineered offsite construction. So if you want to, if you don't want to call it prefab because you don't like the term, it's engineered offsite construction that is just brought in and put up. Yep. So it's not rated for residential, but you think it will be. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, just, it's a matter of time because yep. of the fire rating for residential use. 
Yeah. So you showed me the kitchen. Is that, yeah. so it, it's like yes. panels that you put. So then it's, like you put handles on things and. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, I'm trying to picture so, like how it, what the components are. When that comes in, that comes in, everything comes in, in a, a crate flat. and all flattened out. Flat box, right? flat. It's like a Kia, but better. <laughs> yeah. You can put it together. Right? Yeah. And right. And how many times does Dorothy swear when she has to put together something at Kia? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't find the English. You can't find the English, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that comes in and it was, so once again, I had my installers, my furniture guys install. And I, I keep using that as an example because yeah. those guys are used to, you know, putting together furniture. Picking right? up they chairs do. and putting them yeah. down. Right. right. You give them a kitchen to do, it's not their wheelhouse. You know, you wouldn't want to give them a kitchen from Lowe's or a kitchen yep. from Ikea, God forbid. And so this comes in. And the guy that installed it said, oh, this is great because it came in with a with a base that had levelers on it. And you put that down and then you put the next the boxes on and then you put the doors on and it was all done. Had to cut up a, a hole for the water. That was it. It's millwork. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it matches everything, you right. know, by design. I mean, it's just it was so easy. And then I purchased a solid surface countertop from a local manufacturer okay. uh, distributor here in town. Yeah. So also um, Falk Built does pods. So we do ceilings. So um, we're actually going to put two Falk Built pods right out here attached to one another. Like big phone booths. Right. Yeah. And they're going to be eight feet by five foot. Oh, nice. And they're going to have their own ceiling with HIPAA filters, the works. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. We're just waiting for them. Yeah. And they're going to be right here. So I'll have two more sources of income, which is great. So since you're in the interiors world, what are you seeing in terms of like your, your office clients? How, what are they thinking? What are they doing since you're like boots on the ground? Yes. Well, now that they're coming back to the office, right. Our clients are reaching out because a lot of them want to refresh their offices because they want their employees to want to be, be there. there. Yeah. Right. They want their employees to be there. Yeah. Right. So we're finding that, you know, there's no more hoteling where everyone sits at one table next to each other. People want their own space. They want their own office, whether or not it's a day here or a day there, or maybe three days or five days a month or whatever, they still want to be able to go to a dedicated desk, be able to put their stuff, lock it up, and still be able to, you know, go home every once in a while for meetings or appointments for doctors' appointments or kids. Yeah. So it's flexibility, but individual space is still wanted. Right. And a lot of companies are are making the mistake of like doing this hoteling kind of experiment where they're taking less space. Mm-hmm. They're coming in, they're saying, okay, we're gonna do 250 workstations as opposed to the thousand that we actually need. Yep. And people are going to sign these things out as we go. And that's how this is all going to work. And nobody has their own personal space. So I, and we'll see how it works, but I look at it and I go, you know, one of the nice things about our co-working spaces is that people have their own space dedicated, it's yeah. theirs, and they love it. And when somebody doesn't have that, you know, there's less of a point of coming into the office. Yep. And if that's the objective to drive people back to yep. the office, because they're more the collaboration and the uh, efficiency and effectiveness of the employee increases, they're doing it the wrong way, which means 
they're going to do it once and then they're going to have to redo it. They're going to call you again. Right. Yeah, that's tricky because you want to tell them, I'm sure, what, you know, in your experience works, but also. Oh, I, I do. We tell okay. them. I tell okay. Them, I tell them point blank. I say, guys, don't spend a lot of money on this space right now. Okay. Because you don't Let's know. See. And we always say that, you know, even when we're doing, even before COVID hit, we'd always say, okay, you, you've got the base of this done, but you haven't been in this space yet. You have to figure out what else to do after you spend a little time here. And then they start ordering other things when they realize, okay, this is going to be more of a collaborative area than something else. Mm, yep. And that's really what I'm telling them to do. You know, you get your sit to stand tables, get your, you know, low walls, your chairs, your task chairs, but realize this layout is going to move around. It's a going lot. to evolve and you want flexibility. Right. Uh, you really do. And you, you really want these people to come back to the office because you want to, you want to keep and maintain that culture. You know, having people at home um, make appointments with other team members to have a conversation is such a time waster. It's such a time waster. I mean, you and I are doing this right now because you're on the other side of the country. I know, you know? right? <laughs> but yeah. the fact of the matter is, you know, when people aren't together, business slows way down. So here in our co-working spaces and what we tell our clients that are going to do a refresh is you want to design so people want to be here. They want to be in this new space and they want to choose to come. Right. They, and so that's how that's our challenge. Let's make this so friendly and so nice to be in that people yeah. want to be in the office and they want to work. Then their efficiency goes way up. Well said. <laughs> I know. I feel like your 250 seater is like a, a making a big bet on, you know, hot desks, like which right. we know from our business is hard to sell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Jamie. Perfect. Perfect example. It's yeah. really hard because you always have the loud talker. Always. <laughs> I mean, I and there's nothing you can do about it, right? But give him his own office with a ceiling, a walled ceiling and a door, right? <laughs> and then opaque it because if he's right. a loud talker, he's typically like like, right. like a whirling dervish, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. It, yeah, exactly. What else? What else should we talk about? Back to the entrepreneur question. I just think that, you know, Dan and I have evolved. We've never been just entrepreneurs. I mean, you know that we, he came from a corporate world and we moved all over the country and, you know, we like working for ourselves. Is it difficult? Totally. Um, and not all of our co-working members are entrepreneurs. A lot of them work for very large companies, but they choose to be here because they want to work. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people that aren't working anymore or choosing not to work or ch changing their lifestyle but create space that people want to be in and find businesses that match your wheelhouse. You know, Dan and I work all the time. It's not for everyone, but we enjoy it. We get a lot of people that burn and turn. They come in, they, they mm. work for 12 hours, 16 hours. I don't see them for three days. Right. And then they come back. Yeah. Right. And, you know, <laughs> That's, that's that's what they do. But they come back to their office. Yeah, they, they know exactly. The they all the papers are still there, you know. So I guess it really depends on the future of the co-working space in this certain city. I mean, I couldn't tell you what the market's like in XYZ city in the middle of the country. You know, I mean, you really have to know where you live and who uh, the people are. You know, yep. we've always been involved. So we 
we didn't just like drive down the street and say, okay, this looks cute. Let's just open a co-working space. I think you really need to do your research, find out what makes that town tick and why it's successful. Yeah. And Jamie, you've said that a lot in your podcast, you know, know your space, know your business or know your city, know your and the people, I mean, to Dorothy's point, like on that first space, you had that intuition, like you could picture the people who were going to sign up. It took a few months, but mm-hmm. they came. It did. It did. <laughs> I should have made a limit on that. I would have won. <laughs> we're very competitive, as you know, yeah. <laughs> you two are so, so funny. It's unique <laughs> Yeah, when couples can work together. Well, just for the record, I'm still... You're, yeah. <laughs> On, on the points, <laughs> wins on the points. Okay, so you work a lot. How do you keep some balance? What do you do for fun? So during COVID, literally, we were the only ones working because <laughs> the truckers were the truckers were coming in with all this furniture and stuff, and my no one was allowed to work. No one was allowed to leave the house, but somebody had to unload the truck. The, so I'm yeah. down there unloading stuff and. You know, guys are coming in. They have no masks on. I'm like, I'm like, guys, don't your company doesn't give you a mask? And they're like, no, there's no masks out there. Anyway, we're doing all that. We're keep trying to keep the business alive, and um, you know, things did slow down. So, and that really gave us time to pause. And you can't really figure it out, but you know, you just sat, you reflected. You know, I mean you have to work. The economy has to keep going, right? I mean, is furniture the way that it's going to be like it was 20 years ago, the furniture industry? No, because people are working differently. I mean, just think of the another analogy or, or similar. Nobody's wearing blue, dark blue suits with a red tie and a white shirt anymore every day to the office, right? It's just things change. That's true. Um, I, I never wore jeans to the office before COVID. No, we always. Oh, you know, interesting. Oh, no, yeah. we always had a suit. I was on. a suit, suit guy. Wow. Yeah, always. So it's pivoting. You know, yeah. I think that's really what we do. Yeah, but how do we, the question was, how do we. We work out a lot. <laughs> yeah, we work out. We work out every day. Mm-hmm. Hard. And then. On the weekends, we we, we go to a go, camp. Yeah, we have a small camp, and we and we just kind of hang out there and then start again. You know, we're pretty simple. You know, we our kids keep us grounded, and and we realize, you know, every day is a blessing. So, and we're very thankful for that. So, what are you most excited about right now? My new hip. <laughs> oh, that's right. When is the new hip happening? Not that I'm counting, but two months from yesterday. <laughs> oh, good. Soon. Yeah. 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 That's right. Other than that, we're, you know, honestly, to be very frank, I'd like to find another building. But, you know, Ooh, now okay. that the cat's out of the bag, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely on the horizon. It's just location, location, location. That's my yeah. opinion. You yeah. know, it's got to be the right location. The right. Yep. We're very excited about CoWorks and where that's headed and the different avenues that are out there now that were never there before. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're talking to people that are, you know, trying to grow a hundred person business and it's 10 people. And that's fun to be with that kind of a group. Yeah. And, you know, then we're talking with people that are billion dollar company that, you know, want to put 50 people in our co-working space. And it's just the, all, there's a list of different people out there that, that weren't there before. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. And then we're really, really excited about the Falk built wall prefab construction because 
we see huge opportunity. So. I'm just yeah. picturing you guys over your glasses of wine on the weekend talking about, should we do something about these 50 person, you know, requirements? And then you're talking about wall systems. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm, I must it say, all flows. Yeah, it does. <laughs> the one thing that really got us this rented so quickly is because it was, it was like cash and carry. It was like, it was like they walked in and they were like, because tell us it's the story perfect. about how. Oh, yeah. Well, so like I sold this guy. This is a great story. I sold this guy furniture over a year ago and he wanted it right away. It was it was actually used furniture. It was nice. It was only six year old desks and stuff, but he really wanted it quickly. So um, I went in, I I took care of him, got it all set up for him. And he was ecstatic. I didn't hear another word from him for a year. He was in another location, right? He was in a leased location. Right. He calls me up. He goes, Dan, I need I need another 30 offices. 30. And I go, all right, where? And he tells me, I, I'll meet you over there. So we go over there. I got my designer with me and, you know, we're measuring the space up and I'm telling him how I'm going to put the buck built walls here and I'm going to do that over here. And so he needed walls and furniture, right? Right. He got into a little bit of a disagreement with that particular uh, landlord and Dan oh. made a comment. Dan well, just made a comment to him and he goes, well, why don't you just come to my co-working space? Well, it, it was in front of us. <laughs> okay. The arm argument was in front of us and my designer and I are just sitting there going, Oh no, don't say anything. Just yeah. don't say anything. We're not here. Right? We're not here. Yeah. And so we walk outside and I, I say to him, do they always treat you that way? And he goes, Oh, that's the good guy. The other guy's even worse. And I don't know how I'm going to deal with this through this whole, I got to run a company and I got to do all this stuff. And I said, you know, why don't so you, Dan brought him over here. Why don't you come see my space? And he rented it. Done. So he didn't have to put pay for walls and he right. didn't have right. to pay for furniture and he could move in ready. It was like moving into a finished apartment. You're like, where do I sign? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Right. Pain free. Gone. Pain free. Yep. Pain what free. did he do? Did he, he didn't take 30 offices. He took 20. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's wild. Yeah. Right. And he gets to do that with you two who would never get into an argument with him. <laughs> I, I told him. I said, He's a nice guy. I, Jamie, this is what they I They were treating him so poorly. I said, I said, Jamie, the way I look at you is, well, like you're my customer and I want to please you. Like you walk into a high-end hotel I'm that guy that greets you and says, how can I help you? How can I make yeah. you stay wonderful? That's what we do at Saratoga Coworks. And that's not how anybody else treats you if you're in the, in the commercial yeah. leasing world. Yeah, and they just totally. don't. Yep. Mm-hmm. They take Triumph. your lease for five years and your personal guarantee, and then they hightail yeah. it to Boca. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's what we do. We really treat people here at Saratoga Coworks like they um, are our guests. You should uh, start a school for the landlords in town. <laughs> oh, oh no, oh no, charm school. <laughs> I'm not going to tell them anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't think you can undo that. <laughs> undo that that type of approach, which is why things are changing so much, and which is why Dorothy's ready for the next building. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I don't know what's going to happen with those huge office complexes that are losing their tenants. In New York City. Oh, yeah. yeah, but even in, you know, the suburban Anywhere. areas, 
yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I think what we've learned recently is that some of them are going through the redesign of making them apartments, which yeah. I yep. think that's a great idea. If yeah. it works. Mm-hmm. Yep. If it works. Yeah. yeah. Big if. Yep. Because of the fire awesome. rating. So this was fun. I know. Thank you for taking the time to do this and for giving us the tour. And because we post this to YouTube, so we'll get to see the uh, the tour of the wall system. That was oh, fun. Awesome. Yeah. That and for sharing great. your story. I just, I love, well, I think the two of you are just fantastic and super smart and interesting and fun to talk to. And I just love the, you've got a lot going on as entrepreneurs and business owners that I think is really interesting. And yeah, I just wish, I wish you both the best and I'm glad you took the time to share your story. Well, thank you. And we feel the same way about you. We really do. And um, we'll go on another long hike once I get my new hip. Totally. (laughs) We'll celebrate. Keep me posted. A hundred percent. Sounds good. Thank you again. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, tell a friend, hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating and review. It makes a huge difference in helping others like you find us. If you'd like to learn more about our education and coaching programs, head over to everythingcoworking.com. We'll see you next week.